Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once and Future Authors Podcast. I'm Stephanie Larkin, and I am so delighted today to be joined by author Polly Rose Lipson. Polly's got a really interesting story and a fabulous take on how she came to writing because she was inspired completely in her writing by her mother. And it's so exciting to talk to someone who's been inspired, you know, some people by nature, some people by a wild story, and Polly by the discovery of what a writer her mom was and then it seeped in to her own writing. So, Polly, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I, I am so, your, your story is just so amazing, and I love that we have, I mean, I, I have a pile of books here, and, um, and some of them are written, you know, the, the author is you, Polly, right. and, and then some of them are Mitzi, your mom. So right. I know that she has some, you know, some of her own books, which, of course, you are the producer, editor of, but right. you also inspired your own. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I was going to become an author. I mean, if you had told me this even 10 years ago, I never would have believed you. And really what happened was it began back in 1971 when I was a student at CW Post College and I had an assignment to write a poem in my creative writing class. And when I got that assignment, I went into a complete panic. And I said to myself, how the heck am I going to write this poem? And I came up with a brilliant idea that I was going to go home and ask my mother to write it for me so that I would pass. <laughs> and uh, then I would have no problems. So I went home and subsequently I got a hold of my mother and I told her about the assignment. And she said, oh, no. She says, you're going to write the poem. I will correct it. And then I'll let you know if it's good enough to hand in. So that's what I did. I wrote this poem and I found it very difficult. And I called it imitation of a poem. And what I did was I got a hold of a poem and all I did was, was change the words in that poem. So if somebody said uh, like, I said love. So that's, that's how I wrote that poem. It was crazy because I didn't know what to do. So anyway, I, I showed it to my mother. My mother said, great. She said, hand it in. She said, don't worry about it. It'll be terrific. So I did. I handed it in and I forgot about it. And then that night I came home and she said to me, look, she said, come into the kitchen. She said, you inspired me to write a poem. She said, that, that um, homework assignment of yours was really terrific. <laughs> so she said, get your father, come into the kitchen and I want to read it to you. So she did. And the poem that she wrote was Duet. 
And my father and I sat there with our mouths open. We could not believe it because where did this come from? And it came from my assignment. And she couldn't even believe it. Wow. And yeah, it was like, it was miraculous. So then what happened was almost every night after I got home from college, she would call me into the kitchen and she'd say to me, sit down. I wrote another poem. Oh my gosh. She would read it to me and we'd go over it and I'd tell her if I like it, if I didn't like it, what I thought of the title. And this unbelievably went on for 35 years at the kitchen table. Okay. And, but then, and I would type everything up for her, you know, and then um, one day I went and I bought a collection of Robert Frost's poetry. And I was reading that poetry and I said to myself, you know, I said, my mother's poetry resembles Robert Frost. Then I said to myself, no, it's better than Robert Frost. So with that, with that brilliant idea, I went flying downstairs at 10 o'clock at night and I awoke my parents with this big announcement. My father was hysterically laughing. My mother <laughs> was crazy. And I said, listen, I said, you're gonna sit up in bed and I'm gonna read you your poetry. So I started to read her the poetry and then I would read a poem of Robert Frost. And then she really stopped and she listened to me. And she said to me, she said, you know, she said, you have something here. She said, she said, I, I believe she said that we could do something together. And I said, yes. I said, mom, I said, we're going to write a manuscript. And she said, okay. She said, you have to show me how to do it. And so I left the room and the following day we got to work and what happened was I said, we have to categorize all these poems, put them into categories. I said, and then we're going to send them into publishers. So by that time we had amassed over a hundred poems. Wow. And I chose the best ones with her and we sent them into all the various publishing houses. And I figured, oh boy, this is it. We're going to be famous. We're going to this, we're going to that, you know, the whole thing. Meanwhile, we got rejections from every publisher. Uh -huh. And they said, thank you, but no, thank you. They said I had to have a literary agent. They said also that poetry was very hard to market. So with that, I still was not discouraged. I still told my mother, I said, we still have to continue. So we continued writing and I said to her, I said, look, I said, choose a title for this book. So she did. She said, Confessions of a Poet. Oh. And I said to her, oh, what a fabulous title. I said, I love it. I said, it's the greatest. And throughout this whole thing, my father, he was laughing. He couldn't believe what we were doing. You know, he got a big kick out of it. So anyway, then what happened was, is that my father passed away. My mother stopped. Uh, writing for a while, but then she continued and I said to her, I said, look, I said, we're going to look for self-publishing houses. So she got all excited about that. And um, then we continued. I was typing everything up for her and then she passed away. So what happened was I packed everything up. I put it in her closet for three years. And after that, I took it out and I said to myself, I'm going to publish these poems because I had told her we were going to, and I could not break my promise to her. 
So I got it together. However, when I was doing that, I realized that these poems were really telling a story of her love affair with my father and how she met him at the beach in far Rockaway, Queens in the 1930s when he was a 17-year-old lifeguard and she was a 12-year-old little girl who fell madly in love with him at first sight. And she had to figure out a way to meet him. So what did she do? She decided to bring books to the beach and interest him in these books. And uh, she would, every, almost every day, she'd go to the, to the beach with these books. And at the end of the day, she'd climb up on the lifeguard's chair with these books. And she just started telling him these stories. And she captivated him. And uh, he, he, he just couldn't get away from her. So he, he, he uh, acquiesced and he started to read these books. And his friends could not get over this. He told me that his buddies would kid him because here he is with, his, with a 12-year-old girl and here he is 17. So anyway, he did. He took these books home and he read them and they would discuss them. And this went on for a period of five years. But at the end of each summer, she actually would give him books to take home for the winter. And then she would write him letters and they would discuss them in the letters. She would never let him go. And then what happened was he found, her, he found himself falling in love with her. And in these poems, in this first book uh, that came out, which ultimately was named Immortal Kisses, Confessions of a Poet, because of the poem that she wrote immortalizing their first kiss on the beach. And I realized that 90% of these poems were about that love affair on the beach and then throughout all the years. And she never told me that. She wanted to keep that private. She just wanted me to believe that she was just writing these poems that, that she was inspired, but she was inspired by herself. And she was inspired by my father. Oh. And that book tells the story, Immortal Kisses, Confessions of a Poet. Oh. So then, what a fabulous story. Oh my gosh, I'm like crying. It's fantastic. And the, the, the poetry is, is so gorgeous. People have come to me with tears in their eyes because they could not believe how moving the poems were and how gorgeous they are. And basically, they really have a universal theme and everybody can relate to them. And she writes beautifully, she writes simply, but as the publisher that I have used for this, these books have told me, has told me, she writes literature as opposed to other people and how they write. And they, the publisher could not get over my mother's writings. And so because of these writings, I went out on the lecture trail <laughs> and I was telling my story and everybody prevailed upon me to write a book. And I said, I can't write a book. I couldn't even write that poem. <laughs> I to write a book. So, but the story was so, so um, people were so taken with that story. They were hypnotized by it that I actually sat down and I wrote, what is love? However, I wrote it in six days and I'll tell you why. Because what happened was, is that 
I met up with a publicist for, um, for a famous person. I'm not going to name the name. And I, I, told, I told him my story. I told him all about myself and my parents. And he said, look, he said, if you can write this story down, he says, I will take a look at it. He said, and it's so different and so wonderful. We might be able to make it into a movie. Ah. So I was, I really, it, I went like a shot and I took four days off from work and um, I, it was around the weekend. So it was six days. So what I did was I wrote out exactly what points I wanted to cover in the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I assigned myself certain chapters to write each day. And I wrote 180 pages in six days. Wow. And I don't know, I don't know how I did it. And I sat down and I said to myself, how would my mother write this? How would she compose this? And I sat down and I had no music going. I had nobody bothering me. It was complete solitude. And I just sat and I wrote my story and it came out as what is love. And what I couldn't get over was, is that everyone who has read this book has not been able to put it down. And it's been read in about two, three days for everybody who has acquired it. Oh. However, I then, after I finished it, I sent it into that person and he loved it. But he said that they could not do it at this time, but he said it was a fantastic story. And so, what I did was with it, I continued to show it to other people and they could not get over my style of writing. And they said to me, they said, how come you never wrote before? And I said, because I never believed in myself. I said, it took my mother's writings mm -hmm. to make me believe in myself and to make, make it, I was forced to sit down and write. If it wasn't for my mother and her poetry, I would never have been forced to write and I would never have known about the fact that I could do it. Wow. And um, before this, before I, I sat down and wrote, there was another book of her poetry that I published and that was Songs of You, a postscript. And I found that poetry after she passed away. But what's significant about that book is that the poetry that I found were uh, sentence fragments just verses and so many of these poems they just didn't they didn't have a beginning they didn't have an ending so what i did was i actually took her verses mm -hmm. and i put them together to form these poems oh. so she did the verses but i formed the poems right. and then for many of them i had to write an ending or write a beginning that sounded like hers and i also had to uh, uh, devised titles for these poems. So it was like she did half and I did half. And that, that forced my hand also. And that book took me a very long time to do it. That book took me a year, but I'm very proud of it because, um, because of how much of myself is in that book along with my mother, of course. Wow, absolutely beautiful. And then the third book, Silhouette's Literary Passageways, I found uh, essays that she had written about books that she had read throughout her lifetime on love. And she wrote essays 
on these books because she really, she was all about love and anything having to do with love, she loved. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to myself, you know, these essays are also magnificent. And she wrote them in a style that's completely her own. And what I had to do was I had to transcribe them because she wrote them all in her ha own handwriting. So ha I had to sit and type them all up. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing that, in a way, that taught me how to write because I was sitting here, I was typing everything up and it showed me how she formed her sentences, formed her paragraphs, formed her thoughts and all that seeped into me. And because of that, I was given an education really in trying to write or how to write. Right. And because of that one book, I felt very confident in writing what is love. Because when I was writing it, again, I thought of that book and how she, how she formed those sentences. And that really uh, uh, enabled me to write that book. I have then, you have you have given such inspiration and what a path for people also uh, Absolutely. the path of, of being inspired by your mom but what yeah. you're talking about now um, goes even beyond that and goes wow. into the universal fact that one of the things we tell aspiring writers is to read and emulate yes. the masters and you right. are just Speaking right to that, that you were reading somebody who was obviously so gifted. Yes. And that it taught you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Huge. It taught me how to write. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe I could have written that book without typing up all her papers. Oh. The poetry was one thing, but the essays are another. And again, it taught me how to form a sentence to use the proper words, the paragraphs. And when I was writing What is Love, I tried to emulate her right. in every sentence and every word that I chose. What and a I, lesson. What a lesson that is. Yes. And then it also enabled me to continue writing. And then what I took on after that was I found her papers on Shakespeare. So what I did was also... I had to type them all up. And that also helped me in writing my story, My Mother and Shakespeare, A Daughter's Journey. <laughs> Why? Great title. Paper, isn't it? Great, great title. Absolutely. But your, your story from, from the inception, I, I have a couple of takeaways that I just so want our, our listeners to hear. Uh, first off, a huge shout out to teachers everywhere, because this whole thing started with a school assignment. Right. And I love that. And, and kudos to your mom, who heard about the assignment and embraced it. And embraced it. The assignment herself and that is that is the first thing that i'm loving is that it all started with a school assignment that both you and your mom it, it paved the path and for teachers out there you have no idea the effect of what you are teaching and saying and assigning could go on for for 50 years and beyond and that's just beautiful um the fact that you were so inspired by her love story and yes. by her fabulous writing, but also that you didn't, you weren't just inspired to do something. You actually learned.
from yes. what you were doing, from yes. the writing itself that it actually helped you to craft things. And what a great lesson that is for everyone out there to read, read, read. And you said yourself, Paulie, that it was in the act of transcribing, typing, yes. that you yes. embraced and internalized all of these lessons yes. in I writing. Do. You know, yes. those, those three takeaways make you such a unique story that you were able to gain all this. And now look at where you are, all because of, you know, this, this whole path. Such a fabulous story. You have no idea. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and now when I write, I still, I try to emulate my mother and her style. Mm. And that, that is how I came to write. Oh. Because, because each sentence, I tried to say to myself, well, how would my mother have done this? Right. And then I just wrote it. And I said to myself, it sounds like her. Oh, that's, that's how I did it. That's and, and then that's how I continue to do my other four books oh. that I, I wrote. And everything is like an anthology right. about my parents and our lives together and what they created. But you see, what, what I don't think that most people um, have an experience like I did because my parents wrote poetry to one another throughout their lifetime. And after my mother passed, I found all these poems that they wrote to one another, which were also, they were just so beautiful that I had to let the whole world know about them. They weren't just, a po wasn't the type of poem that my mother wrote in Immortal Kisses or Songs of You. This was poetry that they wrote to one another on all special occasions, but it sounded like it came from the classic poets from long ago. Oh. And so I decided I would again transcribe them and I would put them into categories. Mm -hmm. at, let's say Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, whatever. And then what I did was I would write stories about those categories like Father's Day, what we, what we would do on Father's Day. And uh, then I would present the poem with a photograph of my father, a photograph of my mother, and I would tell about it. So it was really an insight into our lives. Oh my goodness. Like a screenplay into yeah. our lives. Yeah, and, and, and what a great uh, idea that is. You know, you know me, and I, one of the things I love when people write is something that immortalizes a person. And, and your books have certainly immortalized yes. your family and, uh, and, and have them right here in the pages of a book that can be kept forever. And uh, your tips on how to organize things and, and finding them. I think that people are going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to start scrounging through drawers because you have no idea what treasures you might find. Wooly found these treasures in a drawer. That's right. That I, I never knew about. You had but no idea. You know is organization. Yes. You have to organize. And, and, then, and then, then you can start. And you have, to, you have to outline your plan of how you're going to do this. Right, right. That's what I did. Oh. And uh, I, just, I just wanted the world to know about my parents, 
oh. your unusual love affair, their their mad passion that they had for one another. Right. And it all came out in these books, and especially in Messages of Love Remembered mm -hmm. and my one book that just came out, uh, uh, The Ballet with Encores. And what I did with that was I was so inspired that I wrote a play about a chapter in their life and I titled it The Ballet. <laughs> wow, all this inspiration is unbelievable. Um, yeah. Do you have any tips for our listeners so that they can go out and you know maybe scrounge around and find some things themselves to be inspired by? Well, it depends. Um, I don't know what they would be, what they would They might be. not find a treasure like you. That's no, no. <laughs> you, you have a gift there. But uh, one thing that you said that I think is a great um, tip for our listeners is to organize. Yeah. Oh, yes. You That's have to be organized. You yes. have to be organized. And, and when you find things, to gather them in a way. But the other thing that I definitely want to leave as a, a tip is to keep your eyes and your heart open. Because yes. You were open to an inspiration from a bit of an unusual source. You know, you you're the only person I know. That's why you're here because it's it's so unique. So you were open to that inspiration. Yes, I was, and I wanted to pursue it. And after each book was done, I was so sorry I was let down, and I said to myself, "Is there anything else in this house that I can uncover oh. that?" that would be good for a book. Right, right. And so what I did was I just kept going through all the drawers, all the boxes, <laughs> all the papers, and I kept uncovering until there was nothing left to uncover. Right, right. And, but what I did That house was, is clean now. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but what I did was I forced my hand, so to speak, and I wanted to develop stories. So I took a theme and I developed it and I kept going with it and I kept imagining well how would my parents be how would my mother be how would my father be and then what happened was I went back into my memories and I remembered our lives together oh. and I I what I did was I wrote about it in terms of romance oh. and everything that I wrote is really romantic in yeah. terms of my parents oh. and all together and it reflects the poetry absolutely uh, yes but also you have to be passionate mm -hmm. you see i have been so passionate about these books that i've never been able to leave to let them alone or to right. leave them alone good for you and, yes good and you. and i i've never stopped and that's why also i took up lecturing at these various schools mm -hmm. and um they have so many of them have asked me back and the students there cannot get over my stories yeah. uh also i pursued it with some publicists mm -hmm. and i got very very good uh reviews with them so to speak Perfect. they go forward with me but i guess the time wasn't right they're still thinking about it and uh i'm still very excited of and course. then next step because of my last book the ballet with encores I was writing about our lives together, and I remembered so many different occurrences in my life as a little girl. And I always thought that it was commonplace. And then when I began to speak to other people, they did not have those experiences. And uh, they couldn't get over the childhood that my parents gave me.
And so that inspired me to write children's books. Oh, wonderful. My gosh, so prolific. Listen, before we run, I do want, because there's so many books and so many more on the way, uh, tell our viewers where they can find you and your books. Okay, you can go on Amazon.com, Amazonbooks.com, okay. and you can type in my name and type in the titles of my books, or you can type in my mother's name and type in the title of those books, and you will find me and my mother on Amazon Books.com. So it's it's Polly Rose Lipson and Mitzi Lipson. I will put all of those things in the show notes as well yes. with links to everything. Paul, you are amazing and what an inspiration for all of our listeners. I can't thank you enough. I oh. have a feeling that the, the uh, bookstores are going to be flooded with people who are inspired by yes. you and by your mother and by these amazing books. And we're going to have to have you come back on when the next batch come out because I know there's going to be more. Yes, there Thank will be. You. Thank you so much for joining us today. And for all of our listeners out there, get writing. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us for Once in Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!